some of you will decide not to return to a full-time corporate job. You're going to start a business. And if the estimates are true, many of you, especially women, already have. This is always the case in economic downturns, depressions, recessions, and the like. Companies like Trader Joe's, Publix Grocery, GE, IBM, Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, and countless others here in the U.S. had their start during or shortly after economic hard times. Heck, were it not for 2009's recession, I'm not sure I would have started my own company. So for those that are diving into small business, startups, or even the gig economy and freelancing right now, I offer you this. Hello, and welcome to Congruent Conversations, the career transition podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Dunbar. Let's get started. In today's episode, I've got a coaching nugget to share that tackles a common theme in almost every financial downturn in recent history, entrepreneurship and innovation. And I introduce some considerations around timelines and financial runway. These concepts, though simple, have derailed many aspiring entrepreneurs and many job seekers. And I don't want that to be your story. So let's talk about it. And I've got another client landing story. I like to call those client love notes, and I want to share that with you today. Finally, for my job seekers, don't miss the invite to some spring events that I'm hosting. Now, of course, if you catch this episode after the fact, I'm probably offering something, and I'll tell you how to find my current events. Dear friend, after the past year or so of homeschooling kids while working, or for some of you, furloughs and layoffs, and what might feel like thousands, thousands of job applications, rejection emails, and resume updates, some of you will decide not to return to a full-time corporate job. You're not. You're, you're going to start a business instead. And if the estimates are true, many of you, especially women, already have. Now, this is always the case in economic downturns, depressions, recessions, and the like. Companies like Trader Joe's, Publix Grocery Stores, GE, IBM, Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, and countless others here in the U.S. had their start during or shortly after economic hard times. Heck, were it not for 2009's recession, I'm not sure I would have started my own company. So for those that are diving into small business, startups, or even the gig economy and freelancing right now, I offer you this. Do not let the Facebook retargeting ads for business coaches or consultants or whatever the latest business influencer says rush you. It takes time to figure out how to consistently generate profit every month from your business. Don't overlook small wins along the way just because you didn't replace your six-figure income two weeks after getting your business license and Stripe account. It takes time, and you're probably doing better than you think. Listen in for more. Hey, everybody. Coach Nicole here, and here is your coaching nugget of the day. And I want to just talk to some folks that I actually do quite a lot of work with, but I haven't probably spoken directly to this group on social in a little while. And I want to show some love here. I actually did my final group coaching event, Job Search Not Working, Do This, 
And it is one of my favorite topics and walk through with a very nice, very engaged group of folks that are in career transition all across the world, actually. Um, and we had some great discussion. And if you missed it, really sorry, because it was awesome. It really was. We'll be doing it again in the beginning of the year. But coming out of that event and into a couple of one-on-one meetings that I had right after that, I had an insight for some of you. Now, there are some people that, yes, they're going to go and transition from a job that they were in, that they have left or separated from for whatever reason, into another job. But there is a percentage of the population that are in career transition that you're not going to go get another job. You're actually going to go start a business. You're going to start expanding on something that you've been doing part-time spare time for quite a few months or years, perhaps even, or you are going to make a decision to take the skill set that you have and that has helped you to be very successful in the marketplace, in corporate America or the nonprofit sector or whatever your space is. And you're then going to offer your services out on the open market as an entrepreneur. And certainly I started like that 10 years ago. And I know there are many others out there that have done the same over the years. But if you are right now in transition and this is what you're thinking about, let this be a word of encouragement and a word of caution for you. The first thing that I want to say to you is before you can get to the $5,000 a month in revenue, the $10,000, the $20,000, the $30,000 a month in revenue standpoint, for most people that are just getting started in a business, you've got to figure out how to consistently do something like $1,000 or $2,000 a month in revenue for your business. Now, again, the numbers, I don't want you to get caught up on the numbers, but I do want you to perhaps hear more carefully the underlying message. Never despise humble beginnings. If you were making a six-figure income in a corporation and now you need to transition into your own thing for whatever reasons, give yourself permission to let the sales build. Give yourself permission to figure out your sales cycle, to figure out systems, to grow and to scale your business. Give yourself permission to sort through some of those things. And it may just take some time. So do not, please, please do not allow the gurus the talking heads, the millions of business coaches out there on Facebook or whatever your social channels are that you're following. Do not allow the influencers that are already making, you know, multiple millions of dollars a year to make you feel like you are not making it happen just because six months ago or three months ago, you lost your job, you did a job search for a few months, and now you're trying to start your own thing. And you haven't replaced your income yet in 30 or 60 or 90 days or even six months, right? You haven't replaced your job income. Never despise humble beginnings. It is something that is may have to scale and you may have to learn how to not just make money in one month, but to make money every single month consistently and to not just make that money, but grow it. And not just because I don't know how the money got here, it just got here, but because you have a sales system, you are working on that sales system, you are working on your closing ratios, you are working on targeting your ideal customer, you're working on your value proposition, you are working on your messaging as an entrepreneur, so that when you are in front of the person that is ideal for your services, not only do you understand 
how to speak to them, but you understand how long it might take before they make a decision to write a check to you, right? So give yourself permission, unless you were doing that exact sort of thing in your own business for years prior to losing your job, and now you just have more time to do that. And even still, 2020 has rocked a lot of traditional operating or standard operating procedures for many entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs have had to pivot just like major corporations have, right? The Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, and global companies. But unless you were every day already in that mindset, which chances are you probably weren't if you had a full-time job already, then you're going to need some time to actually figure that out, right? So just let this be, let this video, this little video just be permission to give yourself space to breathe. Give yourself space to figure it out. Now, clearly you might have to figure out what you're going to do financially until such time, but don't assume that it's not working just because 30 days after leaving your job, you're not making your six-figure salary again immediately. That's not going to be most people. And if that's what you think entrepreneurship is, it's not, it's not, that's not a thing. That's not how it works for most people. So let this be just encouragement to you. You're probably doing just fine, right? If you are seeing sales consistently coming in, then it's not so much about, it's now looking at your processes, mapping that, getting analytical, looking at your metrics, putting some KPIs in. You might need to work with a consultant or a business coach or somebody that can help you figure out how to scale and grow that business, but recognize it's going to take time for most people, right? So that's it for me today. Don't let anybody rush you. Don't let the internet rush you. Don't let the gurus or the ads from the gurus rush you, right? And don't assume that you're failing just because you didn't replace the income in three seconds. I want to unpack something I hint at, but I I don't really explain in this coaching nugget. And it's the idea of a financial runway. When I'm working with someone in career transition, One of the very first questions that I will often ask is, how many months of financial resources do you have access to before you have to worry about whether you can cover your basic living expenses? Now, I'm I'm not talking about, okay, well, we've got to cancel that trip to Bali and do the Bahamas instead. (laughs) I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about kids have to go to day camp nearby instead of sleepaway camp. No, 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 no. I am talking about mortgage or rent, car note, utilities food, gas for the car, real living expenses. The reality is that any kind of career transition will take time, period. So why not count the time you have on the front end? And I make very, very different strategy recommendations for someone that has six or nine months of financial runway than I do for a client who has only four to six weeks of financial resources. Some techniques, some strategies take longer than others to execute. And so it's essential to understand your timelines on the front end. You know, I heard about a Jewish rabbi that a while back used an illustration. And I, you know, I think about it and I think it fits this conversation. And if you've heard it before, you probably know this is not exactly how it goes, but I'm just going to give you Nicole's version of it. And it goes like this. Who would construct a house before first sitting down to estimate the cost to complete it? Otherwise, he lays a foundation and can't even finish it. The neighbors come by, ridicule him and say, look at this guy. He started to build, but couldn't even finish the house. No one wants to be this guy, you all. And with a little bit of thought, you you don't have to. 
Now, if you are starting a brand new business or if you are in career transition, you can answer the financial runway question yourself. How many months of financial resources do I have access to before I have to worry about whether I can cover my basic living expenses? Before you answer, here are the things to consider. I like to call them the four S's and a U. The first S stands for severance. Now, if you're not familiar, severance is an amount of payment that comes as part of your separation package from an employer. Not all companies pay severance. And even if a company pays severance, not all companies pay severance to all employees that might be separating from the organization. Now, a lot of times severance is calculated based on the number of years you are with the organization, and then it can be paid out in multiple ways. Sometimes it's paid out in a lump sum. Other times, severance is paid out as if it was still a paycheck that's coming out every two weeks or once a month, whatever your normal pay cycle is. But severance is absolutely an element that can influence your financial runway. So if you do have severance, clearly you probably know about that and you should be considering that when you're calculating your financial runway. The second S in the calculations for financial runway is savings. Now, savings actually breaks into three categories. The first category of savings is your emergency fund savings. And that could be anything from that $500 you make sure you've got in that savings account in case, I don't know, you need new tires to six months of living expenses. That's your emergency fund monies, whatever that looks like for you and your family. This also includes short-term savings. That's the second category of savings. And that's for that situation where you were saving to buy a new car or you were saving to put a down payment down on a new house that you've been thinking about buying or that you would like to prepare to buy. Maybe even saving for a anniversary trip, your 20th year anniversary, or your 30th birthday, or you're getting ready to retire in a few years and you're saving for a big retirement trip, whatever your circumstances are, right? But that's savings that you had for a very specific short-term goal, typically in the upcoming five years or so. And then the third category of savings is the long-term savings. Now I'm talking about your IRA. I'm talking about your retirement account. I'm also talking about any, perhaps even some of your investment portfolio. Now, nobody wants to have to raid their retirement account because they're out of a job. But you know what? You probably also don't want to be evicted from your apartment or lose your house because your job search or your business took a little bit longer than you expected. Your business is going to require a year to turn a profit as opposed to the six months that you had originally projected. So when you are calculating financial runway, you want to really look at all of your assets at the same time to make sure you understand what the best strategy is going to be for you based on your financial assets. So we've talked severance. We've talked about savings and the three subcategories of savings. The third S is a second income in your household, right? Now, even that second income, I'm going to break that into three categories again. The first category, you probably immediately think about, that's your spouse or significant other, any partner that you have that is in the home with you and their income contributes to the expenses of your household, right? So that is one element of second income. The second element of second income is multi-generational homes. This is something that we're seeing pick up, especially this side of 2020, but it's in certain cultures and in certain communities across our planet 
This has always been the case. This is when you've got an elderly parent that perhaps they have retired and maybe they're still or maybe they are still working or they are here in the U.S. They've retired and they are collecting the retirement income and some of that income they contribute to the household expenses or they could contribute to the household expenses. The other side of this is true as well. If you are technically an empty nester, but you have adult children that come back to the household for whatever reasons, maybe to help with because of a health issue or maybe because they are saving up for some other need that they have long term or they're just in transition, those working adult children may be able to contribute to the home expenses. All of these fall under this category of multi-generational home and possibly could be a second income into the household while you are in transition. The third category of second income in your household is alimony or spousal support. Now, this applies specifically to those that may have gone through a divorce. And as a result of that divorce, they were awarded some alimony or some spousal support. I've worked with clients that that was a component of their financial runway. So those are the three things that come under the second income category. So we've talked severance, savings, second income, And then the fourth S is a side job, or if you prefer, a survival job, and then also a side business. So something that you're doing part-time spare time, you're doing not full-time, you're not necessarily going after making that your full-time income, but it is something that you're doing to contribute to the household. So this is another thing that can influence your financial runway. And then the final item, those are the four S's, the final item, you, is Very specific to the U.S., some countries may also have this, but it's unemployment insurance. Now, unemployment insurance in the U.S. is not a lot of money, but it's not zero money either, right? So when you're thinking about whether or not to apply for that, for the context of your financial runway and for the context dependent upon the type of role you're looking to target, dependent upon the resources you have access to, And or possibly if you're launching a business, what you're anticipating, how long it's going to take for you to turn a profit in that business, you may find that unemployment insurance can cover some basic expenses in your household and thus extend your financial runway, allowing you additional months, perhaps, to expand and grow that business to give you the opportunity to get on your feet and get that off the ground. A key element Maybe the key element, frankly, of any true strategic job search or any true strategic business launch is understanding your financial runway and how much time you're going to have to execute whatever plan that you need to execute to achieve your goals. This is why these conversations are so important. And I'm amazed at how many people start out in business or start out in the job search without looking at what the true cost is going to be and how much time they actually have to achieve their goals. Wow. Okay. So I have so much more to say about this. And I actually have a feeling we're going to be unpacking this a little more in another episode. It just, it comes up way too much. And I find that people, if if they don't understand this concept of financial runway, many times they deal with a lot a lot of unnecessary pain, stress, and turmoil in their career transition than they ever needed to. A regular feature that I'll include in my podcast is a series I call Client Love, Tales from My Inbox. Now, if we're connected on LinkedIn, you've seen these. I always use a heart image when I share them on my social channels. Essentially, it's an email from either one of my clients or 
a job seeker, or new entrepreneur in my network. Either way, at some point or the other, all of them attended one of my free coaching events that I promote to my job seeker and startup founder network on LinkedIn. In these emails, they've landed their next job or their first major client, and they're excited and they tell me about it. When we are in job search or launching a business, sometimes it's hard to believe that we're ever going to make it. It's my hope that adding this segment as part of the podcast can help you to hear success from others that have been in your shoes and begin to believe that you're next. Hi, Nicole. I wanted to share some exciting news with you. I was offered and I accepted a new job that starts on November 16th. You gave me a lot of great advice as well as encouragement in your post. After we last spoke, I worked on my resume, applied for a few jobs that were more aligned with me and my background, then ended up interviewing with a few different companies, which turned into one job offer. I'm really excited about my job as it is something I wasn't looking for in a job title, but the job itself very much aligns with who I am personally and the company is one I'm proud to work for. I have encouraged several people to connect with you, follow you, and or talk to you regarding their job search. I will continue to recommend you whenever I have a chance because I found your advice timely, helpful, and encouraging. I hope you're doing well, and if there's anything I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to ask. Guys, client landing messages like this give me life. After a private breakthrough strategy session, this woman was off to the races. You know, I'm on a mission to demystify what it takes to land a new job or launch a new business with less pain and frustration than you've ever experienced. So if you're a job seeker, here's a question for you. Are you working a job search strategy? Are you doing specific things with an expectation of a result based on the type of role you're targeting, the macroeconomic environment, the industry that you are targeting? And your own personality, plus your particular set of skills, background, your professional network. Are you working a job search strategy? For my entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and early stage founders in startups, do you know where your next client is coming from? Do you know where your next five clients are coming from? Do you have a repeatable system to attract clients, to close clients, and to execute the services that they have hired you or the products that they have hired you to, to provide for them? If you cannot answer yes to these questions, then please check out the featured section on my LinkedIn profile. I've got some upcoming free group events. Please grab a spot. This episode's dropping in the first week of May 2021. I have at least two free coaching events planned for this month. But if you hear this episode long after this, chances are pretty good that I'm offering some sort of event then as well. Be certain to connect with me or follow me on LinkedIn for the latest schedule of events. They are always available to you in the featured section on my profile. And of course, you can just bypass the group event and book a one-on-one -on -one breakthrough strategy session with me. Those get some really great results. We can add a link in the show notes to that as well. After listening in on today's episodes, you might have some questions. Well, the best conversations are an exchange of ideas, questions, and answers. And it's my hope that this podcast will always have the feel of a good conversation. So if you've got a question about career transition or any of the topics that we covered in our episode today, you can submit your question at www.speakpipe.com forward slash congruent conversations. 
Again, that's www.speakpipe.com forward slash congruent conversations. We'll also add a link in the show notes to this page so that you can record your question. My team and I will be regularly selecting questions that come in to answer on a future episode. I hope I've whetted your appetite for more congruent conversations. If I have, will you consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts? Google Podcasts and YouTube will be coming soon, and I'll be sure to let you know when it's ready. These little things like subscribing, reviews, sharing with others, they make a huge difference to the success of this show. So thank you in advance for doing this. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, let's get connected today. You'll find the social URLs in the show notes for this and all episodes. Or you can simply find me on LinkedIn by my name, Nicole Dunbar, and my company page on LinkedIn, which is Congruency International LLC. Connecting with me on LinkedIn will also give you access to video coaching nuggets and live coaching events that I offer to my social network. And as always, if this was helpful to you, I hope you will tell someone about the podcast. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the podcast website that you can share with a friend. Now that's it for me today. This is Coach Nicole wishing you strength for the journey. Career transition is a marathon. It is not a sprint and we must have strength for the journey. So until next time, we'll speak soon. Take care, everybody. Bye now.